Welcome to the Guthrie Public 2019 Bond Issue Forum. Thank you to the Guthrie Chamber of Commerce for hosting tonight and also to the 2018-2019 Leadership Guthrie Class for welcoming everyone and handing out flyers this evening. My name is Crystal Fleury. I was born and raised in Guthrie, Oklahoma. I graduated from the Guthrie High School in 1992. I've, not only do I believe in Guthrie, but I also believe in the school district. Both of my boys have attended Guthrie Public Schools. My oldest one graduated in 2014, and my youngest one graduates in 49 days. Those that were there yet Tuesday know it was 51. <laughs> yes, we are counting. <laughs> if you have questions tonight, please submit an index card. Back at the back, Guthrie Leadership has the cards. Please fill them out and bring them up, and leadership will bring them up front. We have some very special guests with us today. Our Board of Education, Tina Smedley, First Vice President, Gina Davis, Deputy Board Clerk, Jennifer Bennett Johnson, member. Our Guthrie Public Administration is Dr. Mike Simpson, President of Schools, Doug Ogle, Assistant uh, Superintendent. I'm looking for him and I can't find him. He was just here. There he is. Carmen Walters, Executive Director of Federal Programs and Elementary Education. Michelle Chapel, Chief Financial Officer. We also have Stacy Group Architects, Sean Willis, and Municipal Financial Service, John Wolf. I'll now turn it over to Tina Spendley to start the Guthrie Board of Education Perspective. Thanks, Crystal. Okay, so this is my least favorite part about being a board member is speaking in front of the public because I am not very good at it. But my name is Tina Smedley, and I am in my fourth year on the uh, Guthrie Board of Education. In 2014, we asked the community um, members, we asked a group of community members to look at the needs that we needed in our district. Um, and with that list, or with that, they came up with a list of items that we began addressing in the 2015 bond issue. The community overwhelmingly approved that our first bond issue in 10 years. Um, the board members and the Guthrie administration, we took this very seriously. We, we knew that we had to work on trust and transparency um, with our voters. We've again taken that same approach We've engaged our long-range planning committee, and they have taken a look at our district, and they have come up with a list, again, of the most critical issues that they felt were um, in need for our district today. Dr. Simpson, I'm going to let Dr. Simpson kind of go over the details. And I felt tonight that I needed to, I needed to not speak so much as a board member, but I need to speak more as a parent, a grandparent, a Guthrie alumni. I am a proud graduate of Guthrie High School. My husband and I both graduated um, from Guthrie High School. We dated in high school, and 32 years later, we still kind of like each other. So um, I've put two children through Guthrie Public Schools. I now have two grandchildren that are in Guthrie Public Schools, and I have nieces and nephews that are in Guthrie Public Schools. So my roots are deep. 
I mean, it is strong. I am a Blue Jay through and through. I love this district. I love this town. I want this district to be a place that families want to come and they want to raise their children. I want this place to be a place where our families want to retire. I mean, I just, the, the opportunities are endless for our community. And I think it starts with our schools. So if you're not aware, and this is kind of, I'm going to go off a little bit. Um, if you're not aware, and I have no idea when this whole initiative started, but many years ago, the student council at Guthrie High School um, started a, what they call a United Week. It's a philanthropic project that they have taken on where they take a week and they do projects and they raise money for some local organizations. I was on Facebook probably a week or so ago and I saw where our student council or the kids at our high school have taken that initiative and they've kind of rebranded it. And they've now calling, they're now calling it Rock Week. And of course, we all know what the rock is. The rock is all near and dear to our heart, Gelsma Stadium. But what those kids have done is they have taken that and they've now made it into an acronym that stands for Rallying Our Community's Kindness. And you know, and I thought it was just very ironic that our kids, they get it. They get what makes this district strong. And it's a strong community that backs our kids. Um, you know, I don't, it, it takes so much to make our schools great. And I cannot think of a better way to show our kids that they have the support of this community than to pass this bond issue on April the 2nd. Um, I challenge each of us as we walk out of here today, we've got, what, five days left, to talk to ten people about this bond issue and the importance that it is that we pass this bond issue for the future generations of our district. Um, I want to say a special thank you to Dr. Simpson and all of our Guthrie Public School staff, our teachers and administrators and support staff that work tirelessly every day to advocate for the children because that's truly what it's about. It's about our children. Thank you. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for coming. Um, can you hear me? It just sounds like it's not on. It's on? I am the second newest board member. I have just completed my second year, and I, like Tina, am a graduate from Guthrie High School. My husband's a graduate from Guthrie High School. My, both my parents are graduates from Guthrie High School, and my grandfather graduated from the high school that you'll see a picture of here in a little bit. Um, so... Believe me, I believe in Guthrie, and I support Guthrie. I support Guthrie schools. We've had four children go through the school system. They are all now um, two off of our payroll, two still in college. But uh, um, they have even mentioned that they want to return to Guthrie and raise their family here because they believe in Guthrie. And, you know, with the schools the way they are, Dr. Simpson will mention tonight in the presentation the average age of our schools. So we know that our schools last a good 70 years, 60 to 70 years. And we know that. They're, be they're built well. 
but with today's technology, with the way that things need to be taught, with the way the kids' the kids' needs are today, we are outdated. We are completely outdated. And this bond is very, very important for Guthrie Public Schools to get caught up. And everybody knows when you have a good school system, your community becomes even stronger. And that's what we got to do. Dr. Simpson, one great thing he's brought to the table is the momentum. The momentum is rolling, and we need to keep it going in order for this, for this bond to, to pass, for us to be able to update our schools and, and continue the education in the proper manner that our kids deserve. One thing that I don't probably need to tell anybody, but this, this community, this county is a poverty county. It's considered a poverty county. And with a poverty county, you, you have a mindset of poverty, poverty, poverty attitudes. And with poverty attitudes, we don't want that in our school systems. We want our kids to know that they have every chance in the world to do whatever they want to do. And um, with, with bringing our facilities up to date, with our technology, um, we can do that. We can improve those attitudes. Cotterill School was a school that my mother went to. I've always lived on the west side of Guthrie. We always we stayed with my grandmother in the summers. We played on the Cotterill playground in the summer times. We played baseball games there. We rolled in the tires that were on the playground because that was the only things on the playground to play with. Um, do I have an emotional attachment to Cotterill? No, but I do the location. It's a great location, even though it's small, even though it's cramped. But um, with what, what we have designed, what the architects have came up with, I mean, it would be a great, great facility. It's a great, great location for our West Side schools. The security systems, uh, the security vestibules that's on this bond issue, extremely, the, probably the most important thing, is securing our teachers and securing our students. I mean, that is the most important thing. Um, and it's unfortunate that we have to address that, but we do. We do. And with coming, a, coming with the new design of Cotterill, having a a storm shelter in place for our kids. I think that makes everybody feel safe with your kids there. You feel safe teaching. Your kids are secure with secure vestibules, and they have a place to go for storm shelters. And we know we know Oklahoma weather can change within minutes and, and be right on top of us. So I really encourage you, talk to your family, talk to your extended family, get them out to vote on Tuesday. This is very important that we continue the momentum and um, get our schools updated. Thank you. Good evening. I'm Jennifer Bennett Johnson, and we do appreciate you coming out tonight. Uh, one of the benefits of talk, talking last is everybody's already said all the important stuff, so I just kind of get to highlight that. Uh, one of the things that I was at the Tuesday uh, town hall that we did, or the bond presentation, and again tonight, and... I'm not from Guthrie, Oklahoma, but I've been here over 16 years, so I do consider it my home. Um, but one of the things that impresses me now and impressed me when I moved to Guthrie was how involved the community is in everyone, in, in education. Am I turning this off? <laughs> Magical powers, I didn't know I had. Um, but this community comes together in in every way, whether it be for celebration, whether it be in strife, and they pull together to make things succeed. Um, we know this as community members, and I think even the nation is starting to recognize it. As many of you may be aware of several articles that have been 
produced or have been written lately uh, regarding uh, the best places to live under $40,000, best places to retire. These are from AARP and Reader's Digest. And then on, on uh, Guthrie News page, we have, uh, we're in the running for the 2019 Strongest Town Contest. So we've already made it through the first round, and now we're kind of, I think they call it the Elite Eight that, is, that we're in now. So we have a lot to be proud of. And as such, we're getting that recognition, and, and Mike will highlight where we um, are growing as a district. We consistently see that growth, and in doing so, we've got to be prepared, and part of that is you know, maintaining our facilities, upgrading our facilities, and building new facilities to, to handle that growth. Um, a lot of you have seen, you can easily drive around town if you drive by Central or you drive by the Junior High, you can see the visible efforts that have come from the 2015 bond issue. Um, from the doors, windows, waterproofing of the junior high. I mean, it is such an improvement. We've gotten roofs on Fogarty and Guess and Central. And the high school this summer, we will upgrade all the heat and air within that uh, facility. One of the things when we were, as Tina mentioned, uh, we came together with long-range facility planning as well as the board, and the entire board was felt that the recommendations of the long-range planning committee were a priority and we 100% support it as a board. Now, as a parent, both of my children have been in the Guthrie Public Schools, and as a community citizen, I would just recommend and highly encourage you to vote in favor of this bond on the, eight, on the second. And uh, we just appreciate making sure that you're informed. We look forward to any questions that you have. Thank you. If you guys haven't seen the presentation of the bond issue, you are in for a treat. I will introduce Dr. Mike Simpson to present the bond issue. Thank you, Crystal. Uh, I, looking around, I, I think there, some of you have probably seen this presentation before. Uh, in fact, I know that some of you, I think, are coming uh, each time just to see if it's changing and if I'm doing it uh, correctly. And I, I've gotten a few hints from a couple of people. Um, I... The, the setup with AV here tonight is a little bit different than maybe what we've had in the past, and so uh, I had them turn out that other row of lights so that we could uh, see the, the screen. Um, what we started in, in 2015 was, was just to get the ball rolling. We had so many needs that uh, there, was, there was only, you know, it, in fact, I use this analogy uh, during that bond campaign, that how do you how do you eat an elephant and it's one bite at a time, and that's what we had as an elephant of of needs with uh, with regard to our facilities, and so continuing uh, the momentum as as the board members pointed out, and and moving forward is essential with all of this. Um, we had we developed objectives, one of which was to continue to address the maintenance issues that we have in our buildings, and. And then we talk about safety. Um, the average age before we opened Charter Oak of our school buildings was 71 years. That's the average age. Uh, you'll see in a little bit the junior high, uh, which was originally a, as a high school, was built in 1924. It's going to be approaching 100 years of use with minimal um, renovation. And so uh, with all of that, 
when we opened Charter Oak, the good news is our average age dropped with a brand new school from 71 years to 64 years. But we still have a lot of work to do. And so with that age, you didn't build schools as safe as you do today. Uh, schools that were built when most of our schools were built were unair conditioned. The doors were typically open. The windows were open. And we didn't worry about who walked through the doors. We just worried about whether or not we could uh, survive the, the uh, fall and the spring when it got hot. Now it's different. And, and we have to protect our, our staff. We have to protect our students. And then uh, with the last bond issue, we, we looked carefully at ways that we could ease in-town traffic congestion. Because of our uh, grade center configuration versus the, uh, uh, what we've gone to with neighborhood schools at our elementaries, we were creating our own traffic jam with our buses and with parents trying to get to two and three different buildings, and we reduced the number of people that have to do that. I, in fact, I talked to a parent yesterday. Uh, she still has kids at three buildings, but that's because they're at Central, Guess, and the, high, or the junior high. But when you had three at elementary schools and you're picking up or dropping off all of them, it was an incredible challenge. And then prepare for future growth without using portable classrooms. And there are a lot of reasons not to use a portable classroom, but one of the main reasons is safety and security. And those, those things uh, I'll point out uh, very vividly uh, with some uh, pictures here in a little bit. Okay, so why does the community need this? And a lot of it is our history, and, and uh, uh, Gina alluded to Logan County High School. This, uh, this was the original high school for Guthrie, where Fogarty is today. But that's not the real reason. The real reason that we need this is the screen that I have behind you, uh, behind me here, shows we had 10 years of failed bond issues before we passed the one in May of 2015. Now, Seeing that we have several of these that failed, but still got a, a simple majority, a bond issue requires a supermajority. Those that had the simple majority, um, it's pretty good guess that the things that were on there, the community supported, but the yes voters didn't go to the polls at a level with which they needed to to get the thing to pass. A lot of times people just assume that that's going to happen. Oh, we don't have to worry about this. It, all the things that are on there are good enough. And then, lo and behold, these things fail. And if all of this work had been done just in the ones that were at a simple majority, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in today. But it is what happened, and so now we have to address that. Also, one other thing I wanted to mention. This bond issue in May of 2015 was the largest bond issue this district has ever passed, and it was at 70, uh, almost 77%. We had almost one-third of the eligible voters voted in that election. And the only thing on the ballot that day was that bond issue. That is a huge turnout for a bond election. Typically, bond elections have very low turnout. Well, we got the, the community, we, we showed the community what our needs are, and we communicated it to them. And so then, the next thing, when we get a, when we get a mandate like this, it shows that they trust us to try and do it right. But... We still have an obligation to continue to do it right 
and continue to earn that trust. And that's why we're here today is we want to we continue to earn the trust of the community. Um, and when we look at, at what our growth pattern has been, we took a big jump from 12 to 13 and from 13 to 14, leveled off a little bit, came down a little bit. All of this follows the economy. But if you look at where we were in 2005 and where we were even after the recession of 2017, we're still growing. And we have growth potential beyond belief because of all the residential opportunity that we have that's going on. In fact, um, I, was, uh, I gave this presentation yesterday at Charter Oak, and, dri- and driving down through there, uh, there is just north of that school, they, they have platted a new neighborhood already, and they are beginning to do the dirt work in that neighborhood. And that's about 60 homes right there. Um, and, and there's lots of neighborhoods gr- sprouting up around there. Uh, so funding options. In, in Oklahoma... We take tax dollars, and we, uh, we re- schools receive tax dollars, and generally they are from two separate pots. One is the building fund, one is the general fund. And in the building fund, we get about uh, $630,000 a year uh, that out of the property tax, and about 300000 of that we use for general maintenance. And then uh, we've got about 230000 that we have used in the past for emergencies. And why do we have emergencies? Because of all the failed bond issues. Um, my, I think it was my second year, uh, right when it co- turned cold, uh, we had five heaters go out at once at Fogarty. Heaters that were put in in 1996 that in a district that has been proactive would have been replaced before they went out so that the kids were not in the cold. But instead, we had to dip into that emergency fund, and, and we had to get those, uh, get those kids some heat as quick as possible. And then we have a general fund, <clears throat> and 87% of our, uh, of our budget in the general fund goes towards salaries. 9% is fixed cost items such as uh, insurance and uh, uh, utility bills and things of, of that nature. So we don't have a pot of money other than bond issues to, uh, in order to do capital improvements of this nature. And you can't even use the general fund for capital improvements. Um, so when we talk about bond issues, uh, supermajority is required to pass, and, and that's, that's a very high bar compared to uh, other states around the nation. And it's, it's funded through the property tax. Now, this is the... This bullet point right here, we can. This is what I call our credit limit. We can fund up to uh, a bond. We can go in debt up to ten percent of the total value of the property inside the district, and so that is essentially our credit card limit. And uh, that in our district is approximately thirteen million dollars. And when you, you know, we passed a bond issue uh, in uh, 2015 for sixteen point two million. But at no time did we allow that debt to go above that $13 million uh, figure. As we paid off debt, we sold more bonds to go into, de- into the debt and do the additional work. And we phased the work uh, accordingly so that the projects that we had identified, we could pay for, and then we get some of that paid off, then we go to some bigger projects. That's going to be a very important point when we get to how it, this is phased. And this is phased differently in the sense that uh, we've, we've alluded to a new cotterel. But we can't, 
fund a new collateral until uh, we get all of the debt paid off from Charter Oak or a vast majority of it. And so we can fund some smaller projects earlier, and then as that debt rolls off, then we can, then we can get to a point where we can address the, uh, the needs at Cotterill. And again, that, we have one vote, and it's, a, it's more than 10% at one time, but we never are going in debt more than 10%. And so that's called a series bond issue. And um, that's what we did the last time. Uh, also, you know, the last time, this is very similar to the last bond issue that we ran. It was an elementary school and a lot of maintenance work and a lot of up- updates to our buildings. Um, so when uh, we look at what we pay versus our surrounding districts, right now our millage is at 1412 uh, you can see the, the districts around us. Uh, one of the things that I've heard over the years by people that want to say they can't afford this is they say, I'm just going to have to move somewhere else. I can't afford to pay for this. I, I'll have to move to another, another community. Um, we're, we, because of the nature of everything with our community, are very conservative. And we have maintained that to the point that I'm really not sure where they would move to around us. And then when you look at the comparable districts in the metro area, our target for this bond issue is at 17 mills. Our target in 2015 was at 15.7. Right now we're at 14.12. We, that was our target in 2015, but we never got above 15. We kept it below 15 the whole time. And when you look at where Newcastle is, Crescent, Deer Creek, Jones, Piedmont, Choctaw, Yukon, they're all above 30. And we are trying to maintain this at a rate that is um, sensible for our taxpayers and something that they can afford. And still take very, very seriously the responsibility of holding ourselves accountable for what we're doing and the projects that are and the necessity of the projects. And so again, this our because of our extraordinary proper growth of property values and also uh, the new housing starts and everything else, we never got above 15. And that is a part of us keeping our promise to the community, accountability. These are the millage rates for the years since we have been in debt. And you can see that uh, we kept, everything is below 15 for each year. Now the question, will your taxes go up? And the answer is yes. They will go up on a $100,000 home, $2.40 per month is our estimate. $150,000 home, $3.60 per month. Still below Crescent, Deer Creek, or Edmond, and also below what the Guthrie property owners were paying when we renovated Gelsma Stadium. Our schools today, uh, you know, again, if your average age is 64 years and 
you have one that's brand new, so it kind of skews that average. We're still in those buildings that average 71 years of age. And so they need a lot of work. Um, <clears throat> we used to buy our student and teacher computers from Edmund when they said, we don't want these anymore. And that was a new computer to our staff and to our students. Five years old. That was, that was how we made it work. And, you know, I gave this uh, presentation to the uh, senior class uh, day before yesterday. One of the seniors asked me, what happens if this bond doesn't pass? And I said, well, I guess we'll have to go back to the computers that are surplus from another school district. And we'll have to continue to put Band-Aids on our 71-year-old buildings. And that's just pretty much the reality of this. Enrollment is increasing modestly. So is the population of the city, but this next bullet point is very important. Our county population continues to grow at a rate greater than the rest of the state. And so that is our school district. While it may not feel like Guthrie is growing very fast, it, our school district is. And so we have to prepare for that before the students get here. Um, you know, when I was with the seniors, about two-thirds of them held up their hand when I asked the question, do you live outside the city limits? And, and I realized that some of the seniors may not know where the city limits are, <laughs> but, uh, but they seem to, and they seem to be pretty confident in that. And, that. and that pretty well tells the whole story of what we see when we plot every student on a map as well. Uh, we used to use a lot of lease purchase agreements. Uh, we bought school buses. Uh, we even bought a, uh, a dishwasher on a lease purchase agreement. Why? Because we did not have the cash necessary for those needs. Now we've gone to a, a method of trying to save money and make those one-time purchases with cash on hand out of the general fund. And a perfect world with buses, we would do a transportation bond. Many districts do that. They buy their buses on, with bond funds, and they rotate their buses through more regularly than we are able to. But we, with our facilities, are not there yet. We don't have that luxury, and so we have to continue to do that um, with, uh, with our savings. <clears throat> and we, uh, in fact, we opened some bids on some HVAC work the other day. It's still a good time to be doing construction. We have, uh, uh, we've gotten favorable bids on all of our projects, and it's been uh, something that, that has been very refreshing and, and encouraging because we, uh, we've been able to actually increase the scope of some of our work that we originally intended because the, the bidding climate has been so favorable. So what did we do in 2015? We built the first new school in 30 years. Um, we began the exterior restoration of the junior high. Uh, we did a lot of work at Central on the exterior and, and also in the classrooms. Um, new roofs, Fogarty Central, and Guess. And this is a project that's going on right now. We're replacing the HVAC in the central portion of the high school. 
that was on many of those failed bond elections, and it's something that, that was so needed, um, and, and it's long overdue. Uh, some of that work uh, in that central portion uh, was, is the original 1967 air handlers, and, uh, and then also the portion of that area that's so bad was originally a common area. It wasn't uh, designed for classrooms. They went in and put classrooms in there, but we never made modifications to the HVAC system. Um, and technology. We've, uh, we bought a, a lot of student computers. We've improved our security in our buildings, and every teacher in Guthrie Public Schools has a, has a new computer now. Um, and we did all of this work on time and under budget. And so, again, we've held ourselves accountable. And, you know, we're, we're selling this to the community. <clears throat> Last time, we didn't have a track record. Uh, we've got a track record now where we have done the things we said we were going to do on time, under budget. So what, uh, what are the f- projects that we have identified? And, and, again, this started with the Long Range Planning Committee, and then it went to the district administration, and then it went to the school board. And uh, the first phase, beginning in 2020, uh, work at Fogarty Elementary. This building was built in 1937. And when we went from uh, grade centers to neighborhood schools, uh, this building was the only elementary that had an auditorium. And so we moved all of the Christmas programs, except for Charter Oak, to this building. But you can see there's... Lots of, and I can assure you, there's a lot of chairs that are like this in that, in that auditorium. The only way we can fix those is to take a row out and take the parts from those chairs to repair the chairs that are broken. We probably have about uh, eight to ten rows that we've already done that with. You can't buy parts for these. Uh, we want to put, uh, put new chairs in this auditorium. And then... This is a typical restroom at Fogarty um, that's 1937 plumbing. It's, uh, you can say, historic, or you can say it needs a little work. Uh, You can tell we've concreted in right there. That's a sewer line collapse. Um, This is what our kids are using every day. Fogarty, We touched about uh, touched on the, the s- safety and security of all of our buildings. This would create, right now we have a system which, which is better than what we used to have. Used to be the doors were open. Now we have a system where the doors are locked, there's a camera, you hit a, a, a button, they, they look at you, and then they buzz you in, and then you're sort of on the honor system to go to the office. This will take you where once you're buzzed in, you have no other option but to go to the office. This is how Charter Oak is designed. This is typical school construction now, but it was not typical school construction the last time we built a school in 1989. And we want to do that at at all of our sites. Also in this phase, classroom technology, 150,000. You will see technology stretched throughout all of the phases here so that when... uh, you know, at one time, Guthrie purchased an entirely new bus fleet. And the problem with that is when you buy all of it at once, it all wears out at once. And, and so we, we have spaced this throughout uh, the entire, all the phases. 
2021. More work at the junior high. We took the north side and we put the windows in. We did the tuck pointing, uh, the restoration of the brick, all of that. This, is, again, is a building that was built in 1924. And we want to continue all the way around uh, to match that north side. Also, in 1996, this building was air-conditioned. Uh, that is the chiller from 1996. We want to replace that chiller. Uh, we're looking at about $1.2 million at the junior high for this work. Guthrie Upper Elementary, our newest building before Charter Oak was opened, which is now 30 years old. Again, built in 89. We want to replace the 30-year-old chiller and the HVAC control system. This is the chiller, and then this is the original control system. Um, this, uh, our maintenance staff has gone in and tried to put thermostats in there, and in all honesty, I think they put those thermostats in there th thinking the teacher will think it works better because it really doesn't. Um, it's, these systems are obsolete, and so it works some of the time, and some of the time it just doesn't. We've got to do some work there. Um, 171000 right there, our estimate. In this phase, uh, $400,000 worth of technology. In 2023, high school. This building is now 51 years old. Well, 50, going on 52. And uh, I, I can figure this really easily because I was born in 68 and I just turned 50, so that's how I figure all this out. Uh, so, yeah, the, high the new high school is one year older than your superintendent. Um, the 50-year-old bathrooms, we want to renovate those throughout the building. And that's pretty common, what we have there. Uh, probably the, the, the disappointing thing with, with some of this, too. Our students use these every day, but also this bathroom right here, um, this is at the, at the high school gym. When we host other communities and we try to put on our best for them in basketball or wrestling. This is what they see. And uh, I, I don't think that that is how we want to represent our community. I think we can do better. Uh, 450000 right there. This is, uh, I, I can't let this go without explaining this picture. These are our valedictorians this year. I, th I think we've got a pretty good group right there. Proud of those guys. Uh, in this phase, replace the classroom uh, air handling units and piping installed in 96 when we were air conditioned that building. Uh, right now, the junior high either has heat or air conditioning, similar to what we did at Central. And uh, now at Central, you can uh, switch from heat to cooling much easier. Uh, and and it's, I say it has heat or cooling. Uh, sometimes the cooling because of that chiller is uh, kind of unreliable as well. And so this, in addition, these units are very loud. And if you've ever been in one of those classrooms with them running or you've taught in those classrooms, it's, it is a, it's a chore. And I feel for the teachers that have to do that every day. Uh, interestingly enough, the windows on that building, the teachers that teach on the north side have talked about how much quieter it is with those windows too. 1.6 million for that work.
right there. Now, 2025, phase four, Cotterill Elementary. And again, in a perfect world, we would do all of these things first. <laughs> you know, all these things are needed, but we have to continue to pay off the debt before we can sell the bonds uh, for a longer duration and get the funds together to do the construction at Cotterill. This building was built in 1950. And, uh, and I've, I've worn out this trivia question with all the presentations I've made, so I'm just going to share this uh, because somebody's going to know the answer. But in 1972, the quad was built. That's a four-classroom area in, a, in an area that's right in front of the gym uh, cafeteria. And it was built in 1972 before we had career tech by the high school construction class. So the high school students built that in 1972. Still in use today, along with... a uh, some port, we've, we've gotten out of some of the portables, but we still, uh, still are in some of them. Most of those were purchased in 1977 from Edmond Public Schools. And this is the new layout of what we are proposing. It's a two-story structure. Uh, this is the playground currently. This is the parking lot. And we would uh, phase this in build the two-story structure, uh, have a uh, storm shelter probably in the gymnasium. Uh, again, this is a c conceptual because we, uh, until we have the money, we can't fully design it, but a full-size basketball court uh, so that our junior high and high school teams can have another place to practice because we are a gymnasium poor uh, school district as well. We need, uh, we need more help there. Uh, lots of queuing area for cars. Um, and, and lots of, lots of areas to, for people to park. Uh, if you've ever been through the pickup and drop-off line at Cotterill, uh, it's, it's typically each year, especially at the start of school, uh, a subject of, of a lot of Facebook posts, uh, and some of them are really not very nice, about uh, their thoughts about how people uh, chose to go in and out of Cotterill. We want to try and help some of that. Uh, but, you know, when we made the decision that, uh, and, and the long-range planning committee, the board, everybody pretty well made the decision before the last bond issue that we need to look at replacing Cotterill, not renovating it. Some of the things that came into play there, one of them is the design. It, it has uh, two classroom wings. And in the center between those two classroom wings is a split level with a gymnasium and the cafeteria down below. And so every day, the kids have to walk down these steps, and uh, we have a, an ele a, a small elevator that works and doesn't work. Sometimes it works. Most of the time, it's a challenge. Uh, if you want to go up to the gym, you have to go out to the other side to, an ele uh, to a, a lift, If you have a student that is of special needs, what do they do? They ride that elevator or they're taken outside or they're carried down. This was built in 1950. Those students were not in public school when this was built. But that is, that's what our students face every day that attend Cotterill. And here's the next thing. This is our famous quad. <coughs> 
I hope those, uh, those, those 1972 graduates, I hope they had a, a good career in construction because they did good work here. It's still, it's still functional. But think about this. The road is right here. And what keeps a bad person that wants to get two kids or harm kids out of this classroom? We have a peephole on the door, and the door is locked. And then it's up to the teacher. And it doesn't have to be someone with an assault rifle that wants to spray bullets at kids. While that's something that obviously we are concerned about every day, it can also be the parent that has been served a protective order and told to stay away from the children because they are not a fit parent and they come up and have no barrier to get to the door of that classroom and then the teacher is in a position where they have to make the decision do I open this door or not with no barrier other than that these are the reasons we made the decision to replace that building This is the cafeteria, and this was a chamber coffee that we had about a month ago uh, where we invited the community in to uh, see Cotterill. wanted them to see it. And there's about 50 people in there. You can tell it's not very comfortable. Um, the kids were bouncing balls in the gym up above. Uh, they were struggling to hear. But we feed almost 400 meals in that cafeteria every day. And you can see how crowded it is with 50. So the many challenges that, that it's, it poses uh, became insurmountable to try and save that building. Um, but the, the bullet point, this is very important. The west side is the second fastest growing region in our school district, second only to the Seward-Waterloo Corridor. And so addressing that growth needs to happen sooner rather than later. Would I like to build a brand new cotteral starting tomorrow? Yes. But the conditions and the, the financing will not allow for it. And so 2025 is, is when we can start. If some things are favorable and we phase it in, we might be able to start a little bit sooner. But that's pretty much what we're looking at. Eliminating the need for portable classrooms. For the, for the very reasons that I shared with you about safety. $13.2 million for, uh, for Cotterill. And in that phase also there's $150,000 worth of technology. So you see a summary right here of, of the work that we're proposing, and you can see that uh, a lot of work at the junior high, and a, and a lot of work, you know, there's a lot of work uh, to go on at Cotterill, 900000 worth of technology, and, uh, and begin to address some of these issues in all of these buildings, $19.25 million. And we started this in 2015. Many of the projects that are in this bond issue were discussed, debated, and proposed in the last bond issue. But you have a limited amount of funds, and so you have to prioritize them. And we delivered on our promise. 
Again, accountability. Um, and this, this is not, again, this, this didn't just start with uh, the, the school board or whatever recently. We started meeting as a long-range planning committee in 2013 and carrying through on, on what, our, what our needs are and how, the, how they're prioritized is a key element here. Now, this slide right here, uh, it's, it's interesting the board members touching on this as well. And, uh, you know, there's several people in this room tonight that, that have been a part of this vision, too. Um, cooperation, things are different than they were in 2015. There, there is a lot more air of cooperation. Um, there's a lot more belief in, uh, in different groups that are listed up here. Schools, the city, the Chamber of Commerce, the Ministerial Alliance, all of these organizations are focused on trying to create an environment where our graduates will want to live here after they graduate. And I shared that with the seniors, and you know, some of them, they didn't, they kind of thought that was funny. Uh, and they may not think it's so funny when things continue to progress and they get out and look at where other, at what other places have. We have some, <laughs> there you go. We have some p- people in this community that have created an atmosphere that it's really pretty cool. But we have to continue with our schools. And, and then this next slide, you know, in 2012, when Kelly and I were coming to town, getting ready to become the superintendent, I kept hearing South County and Guthrie proper. And South County will never do this, and Guthrie proper will never do this. And there will never be an elementary school in South County, and and South County will never support uh, anything in Guthrie proper. Uh, I told those seniors, when I shake your hand on graduation night, I'm shaking the hand of the Blue Jays. I don't care where you live, because I know you live in our school district. And, And I think that is something that we have gotten past. And it hasn't been without a little challenge, but we've gotten past it. And the students that attend Charter Oak Elementary will be students that will attend Guthrie Upper Elementary, Guthrie Junior High, and Guthrie High School. Are you willing, and this is, this is to people that maybe don't have kids in our district or grandkids, Are you willing to plant a tree when you know you will not enjoy the shade, but generations beyond you will? The vote is April 2nd. Uh, Early uh, voting started today from 8 to 6 over at the election board. It will be going tomorrow as well. It will not be on, on Saturday. That's only with federal elections. But it will be from 8 to 6 at the Logan County Election Board uh, tomorrow and then at your regular polling places. Anyone that is a resident of the Guthrie Public School District is, that is a registered voter is eligible to vote. 
Do we have questions? Do we have questions? Okay. We can bring the lights back up now, too. Can you explain what a mill is when talking about 15 mills to 17 mills? A mill is one one thousandth of a penny in tax dollars, correct? Okay. So... And, and that's why I've got our bond advisor here, so I don't screw that one up, because that's a, that's a, that's a hard uh, thing, and, I, and I've been asked that numerous times. Um, but th- that's why we figure, what does this really mean to me? What does this increase mean to me? And that's why we figure on $100,000, on $150,000 worth of uh, appraised property value, because that is, that is kind of the sweet spot of where most of the property is in, in uh, our school district. When you talk about technology with upgrades, can you give us some of those specific upgrades? Uh, well, we've, some of that would be network upgrades because as we add computing devices, obviously we have to have increased bandwidth. Uh, in this last bond election, uh, we also enhanced our security system and our video. Um, but the, the other part of this is, you know, you, you may want to know what model of computer it is, but in, in four years, what we're using may not be what we're using now and probably won't be. And so we've tried to stay ahead of the curve. Uh, we've got a lot of iPads in this district, and we've got a lot of Chromebooks. Uh, we've leveraged a lot of money with our students, uh, student computing devices with Chromebooks. But the challenge with Chromebooks is they, are, uh, they don't have memory on, the, on board or a hard drive, and so you have to have a network robust enough to utilize it. And so, uh, again, that is a, that's going to be kind of a moving target based on how, uh, what the technology of the day turns into. When you talked about under budget and on time, what have you used the extra money on? Um, the example that I gave of the uh, enhancing the scope of the air conditioning at the high school. Um, we had a, uh, uh, we originally did not plan to address the uh, HVAC in the gymnasiums. And at the high school, you know, you have to understand that is the only place where we can accommodate the entire student body is in the high school gym. And, uh, and that is a, that's a major challenge when you don't have uh, air conditioning in that space. And also, it's a, it's, I consider that classroom space during the summertime for our student-athletes. And so that's, that's an example of how we did that. Most of what we did was increase the scope, and we also increased the amount of technology that we, uh, based on what we had originally planned to spend and what we eventually spent. Okay. All right. I promise you want me to have my notes. Thank you again to the Guthrie Chamber of Commerce for hosting tonight and the leadership class.
for handing out and making sure we got the questions. As Dr. Simpson said earlier, early voting is tomorrow, Friday, March 29th, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Logan County Election Board at 224 East Vilas. As always, you can vote on our regular voting day at your regular voting location Tuesday, April the 2nd from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I've actually had the opportunity to be at the junior high. Um, I work for environmental management, and we've delivered drinks to the teachers. And I've had a couple students that have helped me deliver these drinks, and they obviously were seventh graders last year and they're eighth graders this year, and they have all complained about it being so warm. And I just think that that is just so awesome that our kids are actually able to see what we are putting into the buildings. And for them to be able to talk to me about it, I'm with them for maybe 30 minutes handing out these drinks, and they're enjoying helping, but they sit there and go, oh, my gosh, it's so much warmer in here now. That's awesome that our kids are recognizing what we are doing as parents and community members for our children. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. Um, We've talked about momentum. We have such great momentum going right now. Let's keep it going forward. Please get out and vote. Yes, let's be heard. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your evening.